Welcome to season three of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. I'm your host, Becky Robinson. This season features exciting guests, real conversations, and actions you can take to reach the biggest possible audience for your work. During season three, we're also featuring an inside look at the launch of my new book, Reach, with a special daily podcast series coming April 18th to 22nd. We hope you'll subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Becky Robinson, and I'm so thrilled to be with you for another episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast as we're rolling along in our third season. And I'm thrilled today to welcome Colin Hunter. He's the CEO of Potential Squared and the author of a book that launched last year called Be More Wrong. Welcome, Colin. Thank you, Becky. Delighted to be on here. Been listening to your podcast and delighted to be a guest. Looking forward to it. Thanks so much. Well, before we get started, could you spend a few moments telling our listeners about your work at Potential Squared, about your global team and the work that you do with clients? Yeah, I'd be delighted to. So Potential Squared, founded in 2001, got three areas that we focus on. So one is our core leadership business. So we talk about immersion for leaders. We talk about use of actors. So we use actors, professional actors, to bring to life conversations that leaders are going to have. We use VR to to do exactly the same thing. And we talk about immersing them so that they can understand themselves and also create a playground so they can start to explore different ways of being, different conversations. It's a great place where you've got a soft place to land, which is part of what we've written in the book, to start to think about that. So that's one area. Second area, which I'm loving, is writing the book and thought leadership around the concept of playgrounds and disrupting the way people are led. So that is a massive passion of mine. Uh, But the third area is probably the biggest passion, and we're working on a project called the 500, which is looking at increasing equity in society for career choices. So looking at neurodiversity uh, in terms of gender, skin color, but also the undiscovered leaders that are out there that organizations need, and we need to give a a help up in in society to create that equity for them. So those are the three areas, work in the UK, US, and Asia. So love my travel. Well, I used to until COVID hit. (laughs) Yeah, those sound like amazing services and a little bit different from the typical leadership consultancies that you hear about. So tell us a little bit about your new book, Be More Wrong, and why you decided to write it. Yeah, I was sitting next to a a great gentleman called Michael Bungay-Stanier, who wrote The Coaching Habit. And he and I were sat at a conference, and we used to hide at the back of the conference at a table, uh, and we would talk about things. And at the time, he was just finishing off The Coaching Habit, and we were talking about why write a book. And he started to say, well, for him, it was about a business card. Uh, for his box of crayons organization, which he's now describes himself as the ex-CEO of box of crayons. And I started to think about that. I said, well, you know, there's all this great work that is out there that we're doing with our clients. We've got all these client stories and I've got my story to tell. And I thought it'd be a good exercise to start to write down all of the things we do. And so I started a four-year process to get me uh, to the book of just iteratively, iteratively, I can't even say that word, um, going through every stage um, and working through. And there's probably about 50 iterations of the book from the first one, which was a complete disaster, quite rich with Be More Wrong as a title, uh, where one of my colleagues read it and said, I don't really know what to say, which is her way of saying this is rubbish, right the way through to about the 50th. 
where I said, it's about time to get this book out there with a title of Be More Wrong, I Should Eat My Own Dog Food and Go Out and Start to Put It Out There. So that's four years in the working. Yeah. But a business wow. card. Yeah. That is an extensive journey to creating the book. Well, the, the reason you and I connected is because of a shared connection, Trina White at Page Two Books. And I had been asking her about book trailers. Uh, I'm attempting to learn more about book trailers to help my clients and also with my book coming out this year. And so Trina put me in, in touch with your beautiful cinematic book trailer. So Thank I'd you. love to hear about what inspired you to create it. Hmm. I, I think my whole story has been about network and we were very lucky. We, I live in a town called Berkhamstead and somebody who was working with me said, you know, there's a, there's a gentleman who is just who used to work for Sky Sports, so it's the equivalent of ESPN, um, probably or something similar over in the, the US, but Sky Sports, and he's been covering Formula One, he's been doing videos, videos, and he's been producing all of that, and now he's got his own business. Do you want me to make a contact? And I went, yeah, great. So it turns out that he went to the same school as my daughters go to, and all the the connections that we had in place. So, but I, I met him. And he had, he had a, a, a partner in that business who is a brilliant uh, videographer and had done a lot of work on uh, natural you know, life, filming birds, filming animals. And they both together had done this amazing piece of work. So that's, that's how we got in contact. And literally, he started with some videos for uh, getting me to talk about the book and some of the 10, 10 workouts that we would give to, to, to leaders on the book. And then he started to pitch me an idea about this promo video. And I wanted to do something professional because we could have done it ourselves. We could have, and I've seen them before. And a lot of these are very, very good handheld cameras. This is my book. But I, I felt that it needed something slightly different. So we, we sat down and we started that process, which ended with, I was blown away by it. I mean, I... No, I don't take credit for it. It was all him and the, his partner in there, but it was superb. Yeah, it really was. And we will put a link to that in the show notes so everyone can take a look at the final product of Colin's book trailer. But can you tell us a bit more about the process of creating it? And especially, you know, how much time did it take you? How much money did it cost? Um, mm -hmm. Love that it came through a networking opportunity. So maybe that made it a bit smoother for you. But could you share some insight for those who might see your trailer and want to try to recreate something similar? Yeah, I mean, I, I, the, the process is very, very simple, but actually was reasonably time consuming because what we did is we all involved with working with us on the other videos. So he started to listen to me talk about the book, talk, talk about the leadership philosophy in the book, talk about Be More Wrong. And so by the time we'd, we got to the promo video, he'd done a series of, I think, 20 videos, short videos with us. So he was unlucky to be stuck in a room with me talking, blah, 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 for all of that time. But what was helpful is he's, he was able to distill down the key messages from the book. Um, and therefore, he came back and we said, look, we'd want to do a promo video. What would it cost to do? And he gave me a rough cost, and he said it's roughly about 3,000 pounds you know, which, what is that? $4,500, $5,000, something like that to do. And I was looking at our budget and I thought, you know, I, we've got to do this. I said, okay, so if we can do it for 3,000, and then it turned out to be 3,500 pounds in the end. He said, okay, great. 
so he then started to put a storyboard again. I, I loved his process. So it was a bit like the book writing process for me. It was iterative. He put together a storyboard. So you can imagine somebody who's been a professional in creating videos and looking at Formula One and other pieces. He put me to a very simple storyboard of the messaging, and he actually got me to craft and hone some of the key messages in there. So eventually we had a storyboard, and he then went off and reconnoitred to different venues, and we decided to go local. We thought about London. With Be More Wrong, we had the Tower of London. You know, this is my amateur creative ideas. So Tower of London, you know, we can go and see where they're. You know, the uh, Henry VIII's wives were had their heads chopped off, all of that thing. But we decided in the end that we wanted to go back to our roots, and this was his direction. And so he said, this is where you live. And we live in a beautiful area with hills um, around us, forests. But the school, which is a Berkhamstead, most of the Berkhamstead is owned by the school. So the school has some amazing properties, and it has a canal running through it. So thinking about Bridgewater, who wrote the, who built the canals, did all that history, it's in there. So he pitched some ideas, taking us from what's called the Ridgeway up in the, the hills and the, the mountains. And he, he had this idea about, let's get you on top of a hill, because this is about voicing your message, amplifying the voices of your people you work with. So we'll get that. And I thought, oh, great. Okay. And then he got me by saying, and we're going to use drone footage. So his partner, who was a superb guy, he had a, a drone, multiple drones that he was using. And he said, so we can really get some zoom shots or zoom out shots. So it was that moment when I first started filming, if I can just hop off to, to talk about it, up on the top of a mountain with hikers walking past me um, and the drone going in and out. But it was just that moment of feeling like I was, this was special. And actually, for the £3,500, it made me, firstly, appreciate the book more. Secondly, it brought to life some of the messages because I had to hone them down into short. It's only about a 90-second video. I had to really, really hone it down into to core messages. But just being out in the roots and the connection to the mountains and then the school later on, the canals, and thinking about my daughters who were at that school. So I, I found that it. I put more passion into it because of that and he was right um and actually bizarrely on the the day we were filming at the school his uh, his contact at the school allowed him to film in there and this gentleman walked around the, the corner and it was the one of the teachers from the school whose son had gone out with my daughter about four years before and had split up with her in a controversial way and he and i had a, such a laugh so if you think about the networking you think about the roots and the story it allowed me to, to, to be very, very comfortable with that day um, and working through. So probably about three weeks of storyboard iteration. And then if I go into the day itself, it was a day. It was a long day. I now appreciate actors when you see that they, you know, the final shot and you think, wow, you think, how long will that have taken? This took a whole day of repeat, repeat, repeat. And if you think about the spirit of Be More Wrong, there was so many screw ups, but what was brilliant was, was Ollie supported me right the way through that. He had the messages in his head and the creative direction as we went through it to get the messaging. Um, and then obviously the editing in there. So it was about a day of effort on my part uh, of talking. I couldn't speak by the end of the day. So many words. Yeah. 
Wow. So tell us a little bit. I know your book released in September of 2021. So how far in advance of the book launch were you creating the video? And from the day that you did all the footage, how soon did you have that finished video? It was incredible. So it was August we did it. So we went and recorded July, August. Um, and from the recording on the Friday, he had the first edits to me by the end of the weekend. So it was very quick. And then we looked at it, we thought about a couple of areas, and then we had a, a re a reshoot on a couple of areas that he wanted to hone down on that he thought just weren't quite right enough. So we went, we went back and we we honed that. So we probably had another about an hour or two where we went back and did a couple of retakes. But yeah, so within a, probably five days of the video, we had the finished video and I was I was so chuffed with that. I was pumping it out the door before our marketing team knew that I was pumping it out the door. It was great. Yeah. Well, well, hearing your enthusiasm, maybe the answer to this question is obvious to our listeners, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Colin, would you make a similar investment again? And if so, why or why not? Yeah, I mean, easy, easy investment. I think that there's a couple of things for me. One is when you're trying to promote your book, whether it's a business card or not, there's distilling down your key messages about what you're trying to say in the book, what you want the, the audience to feel, the reader to feel or, or think in the book is core. And there was, there was a particular moment uh, in the process where we went to a skateboard park. Now, bizarrely, the skateboard park was full of these younger uh, people, kids uh, on the skateboards. And we went up, Ollie just went up and said, do you mind if we, we, take photographs and we'd originally just had me sort of standing in the skateboard park for the playground concept in the book but these kids were like yeah okay let's do it and they all pointed at one guy and said that is the he's the best skateboarder in here so ollie just shot that from him making mistakes but it was hilarious and poignant that he was able to use the vocals as well that they got for that and that was his creativity so if you then think about the distilling of the message, the wording and the skateboarding, he couldn't have captured everything more, everything we were trying to do in terms of looking at younger people, advice, mentoring through to the mistakes with the old person as in me standing at the top of the skateboard ramp and going, no way am I doing this. So yeah, I would pay more. I mean, maybe he's listening to this, but I would pay more for, for what he offered than uh, they actually paid him. Yeah. Amazing. So let's shift a little bit and talk about your book marketing journey in general. You know, you have said, Colin, that the purpose of the book was a business card for your business to tell the story of your business and tell the story of your clients and the work that you've done in the world. Um, but, you know, based on the fact that you invested in the trailer, you obviously want to have your book get beyond those people who already know you. So what's worked best for you in spreading the message of your book? I think interesting enough podcasts. So I'm on one at the moment, uh, and I, it was it was page two again who have been brilliant. Couldn't recommend them more highly as a publisher, and it was Michael Bungie Stanley who recommended me to go work with page two. But they recommended a publicity company, got me onto podcasts, and and the, they have been the biggest source of either more podcasts, more publicity, marketing. So I think the, the one big area that we've had huge success in is podcasts um, and me honing the message. It's also, I was, uh, imposter syndrome is part of the book. So I hold massive imposter syndrome uh, in my head. And I've heard you on other episodes talk with your guests around imposter syndrome. And so therefore, 
I never wanted to be a public speaker. But what I've found with podcasts is now I've got the practice to hone my message, to feel more confident in there. So as I've done that, it's been an incredibly powerful journey for me. So I've now got keynotes. I've got people who I've been working with for 20, 30 years as contacts who are asking me to do that. So I think keynotes and podcasts are, are two of them. But I, I, we've had major screw-ups um, as we've gone along. You know? And I think there's, a, there's, a, there's an interesting message that needs to be taken. Firstly, if you want it to be a business card, ensure that everything else around your business is matched up to what you're doing. And we've got our messaging slightly wrong as we've gone along. And it, it's taken a while to get there. We're just about there now with, with our website, everything else in there, podcasts, our blogs. So that was one area that consistent messaging and what we we're about. And and also just getting the team to understand what the message was, was was not easy because um, not everybody's a reader, not everybody's a leadership expert, and therefore to get that in there. Um, and I think the second thing that was a big learning for me is the skill of doing your own social media is massive. Um, and the rigor and discipline that's required to do that as a book launcher. I mean, I've got probably five books in the background here I read, but actually just honing that putting the message, but also trying to run your business while you're doing it. As you'll probably know yourself, it's a tough, tough act. Um, and so I think my biggest area was rigor and discipline as I was going through here is on marketing. So, but it's interesting now because we're going to spin this again. We're going to kick the book off launch again in 22. We're going to start it again, but we're going to refocus, redo it. And we're we're almost in the spirit of be more wrong. Do take two. Yeah. Let's have a go. Let's see how we do. So we're kicking off another publicity tour, books. Yeah. So it's been an interesting journey. Well, amazing. So I appreciate you being generous to share some of the missteps and screw-ups along the way, as you call them. So in a nod to your book title, Be More Wrong, is there anything that you made an assumption about related to book marketing before you launched the book in September that you found out you were wrong about? Yeah. I, I'd seen Michael Bungie standing who's a million uh, seller of a book, and I'd seen him look effortlessly going towards that target. And I, I thought it was easier than it is. So I think the biggest area for me has been that even if it's just a business card, even if you don't want to be a multi-million seller of a book, there is a rigor and discipline that you need to have in place. I also think it's... Um, it's an interesting one. Somebody gave me the true fans concept, working with a thousand people uh, rather than trying to get 1.5 million followers on Instagram and other pieces. And I've adopted that more recently. And I've found that's my biggest lesson. What I should have been doing, a bit like one of your guests was talking about, is work with my a smaller group of people that would be my advocates, my promoters, and then generate that out of there. And uh, if I was doing it again, which I am, and then I would start there next time. Yeah. Well, hopefully those who are listening can find you and become among those thousand followers on your Instagram. So Colin, at the end of every episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast, we always give one or two action items that our listeners can take immediately if there are authors who want to market their book more effectively or they're aspiring authors thinking of uh, writing and launching a book. So let's uh, discover together what are some action steps that our listeners might be able to take today as a result of listening to your journey. 
I think one uh, which has just come to me now is this concept of a storyboard for your book so that you can start to craft your message. We do it in design thinking as part of our business and it's in the book, but I hadn't really thought about it until we started to still how we got the promo video. So having, having a storyboard, chapter one, all the way through, what are you trying, what story are you trying to tell and to whom I think is, is a great piece uh, for me. I also think it visually, it's a bit when you go on, you're trying to read a book or get the, the, the gist of a book for what you're, and even when I've read it, you Google the book and somebody's done a visual somewhere that crafts what it, it, it is and what the message is they're trying to get out. And I always find that useful. So having that at the start, I think, or as you come towards publishing your book and marketing your book would be one. Yeah. Yeah, that's really powerful. When I listened to you talking about your journey to create the book trailer, that was the common thread that you were repeating of, you know, I really had to get the message right. I had to get those core messages succinct. And that's what helped to make the video such a powerful asset to you. So another action item I would recommend, and I think I might ask you a question related to it, Mm. is this idea you said, we're going, we're trying it again. So we launched the book in September in 2022, we're going to do it again. So this idea that, that you can come up with a new campaign to bring more energy and attention to your book. So tell us a little bit about what will be different about your second campaign that might inspire some folks who might, you know, want to plan a take two on their book marketing. I think I was lucky and that I, um, my imposter syndrome made me not want to look at reviews or numbers of books being sold. And so I wanted to distract myself. We talk about squirrel moments. If you ever seen the film up with the dog squirrels off um, and I'm a big squirrel, I get onto the new bright shiny object, but I always had something that was distilled out of my mind from the book that I wanted to help younger people, undiscovered leaders to do something. And so what really has helped me for the launch too, is I've got a, not just a book story, I've got the 500 story. That was as part of the book that the 500 was kicked off. It now is provides us with a story that we are doing some purposeful good for society and working it back in. So I think it is this storytelling piece which is what's my story? How can I involve and guide people to be part of my story, want to be part of it um, and in there? So I think that's the big thing that's different in 22 is the book might sell on the back of it, but the core philosophy I want to get out there is how do we increase equity in society for career choices through the 500? And that's what I'm, I'm working on. That is amazing. So what I'm hearing is connecting a cause to telling the story of the book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and if you think about the big migration, the big leave that's happening in our organizations at the moment, a lot of that is for more purpose. So why wouldn't you tap into that in a good way to make a change? Yeah. Certainly. So, well, Colin, thank you so much for investing some time with us today on the Book Marketing Action Podcast. Uh, before we go, I'd love it if you could share with our listeners how they can get to know more about you online. Yeah, no, um, bemorewrong.com is where you'll find the book and myself. If you want to hear more about the business, Potential 2, Potential in the figure 2.com to do that. But we're on for Be More Wrong and Potential 2. We're on all the channels, Instagram. So if you do hashtag Be More Wrong, you'll find us in multiple different places. And I'd love to hear from your audience um, and to hear what their, their thoughts are. But I'm also, Michael did it for me. I'm happy to do that. If there's anything else I can share, which helps other authors out there or budding authors, I'm very happy to do that. I look forward to it. Thanks so much, Colin. As always, if I can be of any help to you, please feel free to email me. I'm Becky at weavinginfluence.com.
Thanks for listening. I'm so glad you invested some time with me. I hope you'll subscribe today and tell a friend about our show. Our website has many additional resources to help guide you no matter where you are on your book marketing journey. Check out the show notes of this episode for links to valuable free resources to support you.